Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show in our 22nd year on Voice America. And this is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities, your problems into solutions, and how to make your dreams come true. So today I have on a great guest I've had on before, wealth of knowledge and information, and his name is Ed McDonough. And Ed is a nationally recognized email marketing consultant, and he's the creator of the Quantum Email Marketing Platform, and he's the author of Amazon best-selling books, Client Acquisition Marketing, which is what we're talking about today, and Build and Monetize Your Email List. Ed is the founder and chief marketing officer of ECE Marketing Services, and he's been a successful entrepreneur since 2001, and he spent over 25 years as a top-level information technology professional and project consultant in corporate America. So welcome, Ed. Hi, Patricia. Great to be here today with you. Yeah, it's great to be with you. You have a lot of credentials, so I'll I'll read the rest later. (laughs) So you have a brand new book, and it's called Client Acquisition Marketing. And the subtitle is From Start to Finish, The Complete System, B2B for Business Consultants, Fractional Executives, and Company Owners. Now, I also want to say that there are people that listen to this program that aren't in business. And a lot of this is transferable because we're all online today. You know, we're all communicating, we're all texting or emailing. So, you know, I, I'd like to also be able to relate this as well to people who may not be in business at the moment. Maybe they're retired or they're thinking about it or they're working for a company, but these skills are still really important. So let's talk about the first one. And the first one that you talk about is marketplace strategy. So explain what that is. So... Um, having done this for a long time, Patricia, I've been helping companies since 2009. One of the biggest mistakes I see them make is the fact that when they decide to put time and energy and resources into their marketing, they want to generalize because, you know, there's a cost associated with doing that. So, um, whether they're paying somebody else to do it or they're hiring people and doing it themselves, there's a cost associated with creating a a marketing strategy and marketing materials. And so their thought is, I wanna make it as general as possible so that I can reach a broad market. But what happens is, is that if you measure the return on investment, the return on investment is lower than if they actually segment their marketplace into particular verticals that they target, and then go out and write a marketing message or have a marketing strategy for each one of those verticals. And I'll give you a quick example. So I have one client who targets um, contractors who build general contractors who build homes, and also IT companies. So if you try to create one message that speaks to general contractors and IT companies, it's very hard to do because- They're different and there's two different languages and dialogues that happen. So when we created two separate messages, it actually increased their um, their engagement by 4%, which is a lot. So um, so that's, that's what the marketplace strategy is about, is determining who are the people that are most likely to purchase from you and then targeting that audience with a specific message or or audiences if there are multiple audiences. All right. I want to take that for a minute and I want to translate that or transfer that over into your personal life. Yeah. Okay. So to me, the way that I would do that is if I were inviting you to to an event, just sending out an invitation, I could, or wanting you to be somewhere, but writing you a personal note and saying, Ed, you know, we do this together or that, or, or really personalizing my relationship with you and telling you why it's important to me that you come to the event might bring you to my event quicker than just sending you an invitation. Absolutely. Absolutely, Patricia. You know, and you said the key word, relationship. And that's what a lot of people don't understand, that that's what marketing is all about. It's about building relationships with your target audience, just like you build relationships 
with family and friends and, and acquaintances. Doesn't matter if it's a you know a nonprofit organization or a, a for-profit organization or even a not-for-profit. Those relationships are so important in order to get people to engage and pay attention to you. Now you talk about lead generation. Is that similar to the acquisition? Um, because you also have to target when you're looking for leads. Yeah, so that's so in you know in this case, lead generation is um, is about creating um, educational material that will get people to pay attention to you. So, you know, we're so we're so almost immune to advertisements these days because every company is saying we do this, we do this, we do this. It doesn't matter what it is, and. My philosophy is rather than tell people what you do, educate them on how they can do it themselves. And it's a little bit different strategy because most people think, well, if I teach them how to do it, they won't need my services or they won't need my product. And that's that's really not true. What you're doing is you're saying, I'm the expert, I'm the one that knows how to do this, and I'm gonna show you how to do it. And by the way, if you need help, who are you going to come to? You're going to come to the person who's at the at the head of the class teaching you, right? You're always going to go back to your instructor. So in this case, in my book, lead generation is really about the education component. And, you know, that transfers into um, relationships, you know, personal relationships as well, right? Because we're, you know, in order for us to um, have a friendship with somebody or start a friendship with somebody, we need to educate them. We need to we need to tell them about us and and learn about them too at the same time. So here's my question: You know, if um, if it's somebody, if it, I mean, we're looking here at really targeting that person and talking to them and explaining what we do. How do we do that in a way, Ed, that doesn't come across as though we're the know-it-all expert and they better come to us because we know everything? Yeah, and that can happen. That can yeah, happen. Yeah, th that's a great question. So again, it all comes back to education. Um, so for for instance, um, you know, in the marketing space that I work in, I work with a lot of business consultants who sell to other companies, and so the way that the way that I'm teaching them or working with them and helping them educate other companies is by teaching those companies how to solve a problem or achieve the goal that they want that the business consultant would help them do. And when you do that, you don't have to say you're the expert because in their mind, you automatically become the expert because you're the one teaching them how to do it. So it's, it's, a, you know, it's a soft sell. It's not, hey, I'm the expert and you should listen to me and here's why. It's, hey, you have a problem and here's the five steps you need to solve it. And let me know what you think about it. See, it's a much it's a much different process. Well, it's also co-creating too. You're asking them for feedback. Exactly. Because what you of those five, two of them may not work for a reason you didn't know. Right. So you want to keep that dialogue always open. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So those are those are the first two. I'm kind of going through the different strategies you have. Now you have one called nurturing. And of course, I think of that a little bit as hand holding or being there when people need us. What do you think? Yeah, so uh, you know, nurturing is part of the education process, really. So, um, in our lead generation strategy, what I do is have someone sign up to get some free information, and by sign up, I mean we collect their first name and email address. Once we do that, we send them to the in, the resource that they're looking for. So uh, the the guide that's going to teach them how to solve their problem or achieve their goal. From there, we then follow up with an email sequence, and this is the nurturing strategy, that talks about the information that's in the guide. So number one is we want to know, did they get their guide? If they didn't get their guide, well, then you know, send, us a, send us a reply back to our email so we can make sure that you have it. Um, and there could be a number of reasons. Maybe they didn't get the email, or they don't know how to download it, or they had trouble downloading it, whatever. We want to know about that. So we, we want to start again, building that relationship and, and communicating with them. And then the subsequent emails are all about the different steps in the guide. So the next email would be, hey, in step one, we talked about ABC. 
Let me know if you have any questions about that. If you don't understand how to use that, right? The next email is in step two, we talked about these three things. Do you have any questions about that? So that's the nurturing part is we're always going back to the educational piece that we gave them and asking them questions about it. And again, trying to get them to engage because that's what brings new clients in is when you teach them something and then they engage with you about what you taught them. And that they're staying in touch with you. Yes. So it's always, always a follow-up. It's not a one-time thing. Yep, yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Ed. Before we go into more strategies with clients, is how does he stay grounded and centered in his own life while doing this work? You know, as an entrepreneur and someone in sales, a lot of the work is remote. Some of it isn't. But, you know, how do you keep yourself balanced and grounded? So, and Ed, Ed has done a lot of work with that personally. He's worked with a Qigong and he'll tell us about that in the, in the next section. And also we'll talk more about different strategies that you can use to really keep your clients you know, so that um, you have that real positive relationship. All right, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Ed McDonough, and he has written a book called Client Acquisition Marketing, and it's an authentic five-stage system that allows you to consistently generate more leads and convert them into clients faster and with less effort. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the Midlife Whisperer. Your Midlife Roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world. 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are back with Ed McDonough, and we're talking about keeping clients, not just generating more sales, but keeping clients and having those positive relationships. And Ed McDonough is a nationally recognized email marketing consultant and is the creator of the Quantum Email Marketing platform. He's also the author of the Amazon best-selling books, Client Acquisition Marketing, which we're talking about today, and Monetize Your Email List. And Ed is the founder and chief marketing officer of ECE Marketing Services. He's been a successful entrepreneur since 2001. And he uh, also is a multi-business owner. He has a huge talent for developing and implementing winning email marketing campaigns. 
And uh, he also um, has been a certified business coach um, who's helped business owners across industries to really implement their marketing strategies and get return on their investments. So welcome back, Ed. Thanks, Patricia. All right. So let's talk about some personal things of how do you keep yourself grounded and steady? I mean, we can do the work, but, and, you know, overworking isn't always productive when we just keep working and working and working. And sometimes um, that's something that entrepreneurs fall into because Mm. we're by ourselves. We we're just going to do the extra thing or the extra three things. And then we get tired and we can have burnout. And the statistics are showing that it's about working smarter, not working longer and harder. So talk about that and what you do. So first of all, Patricia, I think just in general, in life in general, what most people don't get is the fact that the better job you do of taking care of yourself first, the better job you can do, you know, in in the with the rest of your life and the rest of the world and your family and friends and your job and your career and your business and whatever. So um, it's something I learned a long time ago uh, when I first uh, took up uh, a medita- meditation practice. You know, something was really missing in my life. And I um, discovered meditation um, through a great through a great uh, person, Wayne, Wayne Dyer. I never met him in person, but I read all his books. Um, and um, and the, the first book I read by him was called The Power of Intention. And it, it really it really hit home with me. I was ready to hear the message, obviously. And I, and I heard the message. And when I understood that uh, if I take time to start each and one of, each and every day taking care of myself, then my day is just going to be better, right? It's it, more positive things are going to happen. Uh, you know, I'm going to be more in tune with the universe and what and what goes on. Uh, answers to my questions will come to me. So, um, so my daily routine is, you know, I wake up in the morning and pretty much before I do anything else, is I practice uh, qigong, which is a Chinese exercise. It's not a martial art. Uh, it's a, it's an exercise. And moving and breathing, and then I meditate. And that helps me become grounded and stay focused and um, just, you know, brightens my day before my day even starts. So, so that's, that's kind of my uh, secret to success. Can anybody pick up Qigong or is it, is it, is it difficult? Is there skill involved? Yeah, it's actually a very simple um, exercise to do. So um, it's, it's similar to yoga, except mm. that in yoga, you'll hold a position where right. in Qigong, you're constantly moving, but it's the body, mind, spirit, right? So it's all about, you know, making that connection to your higher self, breathing, and um, and then the and then the body, the movement part, right? So um, they're very simple exercises to do. There are, there are many different styles out there. So Qigong was actually developed in the 1970s, but it's based on movements that are thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. So um, Tai Chi, if you've ever seen somebody do Tai Chi, Mm -hmm. a lot of the beginning movements of that are the same movements in Qigong. Mm -hmm. Um, So so the the point is, is that it helps you uh, stretch your body, learn to breathe, you know, learn to breathe from your diaphragm instead of your lungs. Mm. Uh, and it allows you to connect to your higher self so that you can really understand what your, where your body and mind mm. is and, mm. and make that connection. What do you do when you had a really tough client or someone very difficult or a very difficult situation, personally or professionally, but, but, but professionally first? What do you do, Ed? How do you handle that? Well, so um, you don't have that many, I yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah. So for, first of all, I learned how to um, pick fire the right those, clients. Yeah, fire those clients in the, <laughs> when I, when I did have them, right? But you know, now it's really about picking the right clients. I won't, I won't work with anybody if um, number one, if I don't think I can help them, um, I will refer them to somebody else. And number two is if they don't really understand my philosophy and how I treat marketing, um, I a lot of times people will come to me looking for validation of what they're doing. And if it's wrong, it's wrong, in my opinion, right? It's my opinion. 
so I'll tell them that I think what they're doing is wrong and they should do it another way. But what I, what I won't do is work with them and validate what they're doing. And a lot of times, you know, business owners and consultants, they're looking for that validation. Like, I've always done this. It's worked in the past. It's not working anymore. How can we fix it? Well, yeah. we can't fix it. You know, we have to change our strategy. Mm. Now, I'm going to be a little bit of um, changing this up a little bit. or a little, I hate to use the word devil's advocate on this one. I don't like to use that word. However, I had someone say to me recently, who's a business guy, entrepreneur, very successful IT company. And he said, you know, when you're successful, he said, when you can say no. And think about that. I mean, yep. you can say no, but what about those people who need the money, Ed? Yeah. And, and they can't it, say no, or they need, go ahead. It, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a struggle. I've seen companies, you know, I, I've done quite a bit of business coaching, although I'm not a business coach yeah. per se. I don't market myself that way, but I wind up doing a lot of that. And it is very hard to say no, but what are the consequences of that? Right. So let's think that through. I take this client because I need the money, but then my life is full of stress. The client's always unhappy. I'm going to get a bad review uh, or I'm not going to get, you know, a glowing testimonial or be able to do a, a case study on this client just because I need the money. So, you know, money should never be the reason that you work with a client. It should always be because there's a going to be a mutually beneficial result at the end of the, you know, at the end of the engagement. The client's going to be happy. You're going to be happy. You'll get paid what you're worth. Um and so it's, it, it, it is a challenge and it's a mindset that you have to learn. Uh, I had to learn it, you know, because I made those mistakes in the beginning too. So that's what I say to people is really think it through and make an intelligent decision. Is it worth it to work with somebody who's just not the right client for you mm -hmm. just because you need the money? Mm -hmm. And you know what? The universe provides. And if you say no, and I've said no before when I needed the money, you know, a week later, I get a client who's 10 times easier to work with wow. paying double the price, right? So, you know, that's, that, that's my faith. That's what I believe in. And then, yeah. you know, and that was choice, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. That's very important. And it's really helpful too. Mm -hmm. All right. You have another strategy in your book. We've talked about a couple. We've talked about marketplace strategy and lead generation and nurturing. But now there's pre-sale. So what is, explain that. Sure. So the, the pre-sale strategy is, let's, let's just recap the process here, right? So we've picked a marketplace that we like. We've created education material that we're going to put out in that marketplace. Somebody has signed up to get that education material. They've given us their name and email address. We are now uh, put them into a nurturing sequence that is sending them emails about the education material material that we've put out. And now they have come back to us, they've engaged and they said, um, uh, you know, I, I understand um, what you're doing here and I like it. I want to, I want to learn more. So a lot of times what businesses want to do right at this point is they want to jump into their sales pitch. Well, here's what we can do for you. Blah, 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 blah. Well, my strategy is let's not Let's not go there yet. Let's first tell them how we've helped somebody just like them solve the same problem they have or achieve this, the goal that they want to achieve. And the way we do that is through case studies. So the pre-sales strategy is really putting case studies in their hands that say exactly that. Look, we've helped somebody just like you. Here's, here's the proof of that. Here's the examples of how we've helped somebody, you know, solve the same problem you have. And the case studies are really simple. They are a one-page document that shows the problem that your client had, the solution you provided, the exact results they got, and then a call to action so that the person can easily contact you should they want to get those same kind of results for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and what we do in the pre-sale strategy is we put as many of those case studies in front of the prospect as we can so that they can make a decision on their own without any pressure that you're the person that they want to 
get into a conversation and see if it's the right fit. Yeah. And what we'll do after the break is we'll talk about what goes into that case study. Because a case study is not just a testimonial. It's not just, gee, Ed was great. I'd work with him again. So when we come back after the break, let's talk about what a case study is and what you should be asking your clients for when you're looking for this kind of information so that you can put it out there. All right. So today, my guest is Ed McDonough, and he's a nationally recognized email marketing consultant, and he's the creator of Quantum Email Marketing Platforms. He's the founder and chief marketing officer of ECE Marketing Services. We're talking about his book, Client Acquisition Marketing, and it's from start to finish, the complete system for B2B business consultants and company owners. And, you know, how can you generate more leads and how can you convert them into new clients faster and with less effort? So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about this whole case study. Case studies have gotten very popular. So we're going to break that down in the, in the next segment. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back uh, you're listening to the patricia raskin show right here on voiceamerica.com And my guest is Ed McDonough, who's a nationally recognized email marketing consultant. He's the owner of Quantum Email Marketing Platform, and his new book is Client Acquisition Marketing. And he really helps you come up with a five-stage process that you can consistently generate more leads and convert your clients, convert people into new clients with your leads and also keep them and, and do it faster with less effort. So we're really talking about the mechanics of all this. Welcome back, Ed. Glad to be here, Patricia. All right. So let's talk about the case study. I mean, that is a great way to generate leads. However, it's not just, oh, gee, Ed, I thought you were terrific. You know, I'd work with you again. That doesn't tell me anything. So talk about that and the intricacies of it. Yeah. So first of all, uh, you know, testimonials are an absolute critical part of your business. And so I I, I don't want to... 
say the testimonials are not important. It's just case studies are actually more effective. Okay. And by effective, I mean effective in engaging people. So, you know, that's what marketing is all about, right? It's about getting someone to pay attention to you, review whatever you're putting in front of them. And the medium doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a video or a written document or something on your website, but we want them to pay attention to you. We want them to digest your content. And then we want them to engage. We want them to get them to take action, right? And and make a connection with you. That's why we're doing all this promotion and advertising and marketing, right? It's because we want, we want to get that engagement. So what case studies do is they expand, they tell a story about the testimonial. So mm. th- this is one of my best kept secrets. And this is exactly how I encourage people to write case studies and also write case studies for my clients. It's a it's a big part of what I do. Mm-hmm. So the first thing to do, thing to do is go to your clients and ask them for a testimonial. And there are three questions you ask to do that. Okay. The first question is, why did you decide to work with me? The second question is, what are the exact results you got from working with me? And the third question is, if you were going to tell somebody about working with me, what would you tell them? So you send those to your clients, they fill out that information, they send you a nice testimonial back. Now, the beauty of those questions is they solicit benefits. The the, Mm -hmm. the reply you get back is going to be very benefit driven. Mm -hmm. It's going to tell about all the, all the ways that you helped them and the results they got. And that's what we're looking for. And then an example, when you finish that, I'd love you to walk us through an example. Of a testimonial? Yeah. No, no. Yes. Of a case study of when you answered those questions, what might be answers to those questions, for example, but go ahead and finish what you were saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, so we'll do that. So then now you take this case study, um, I'm sorry, you take this testimonial and you want to create a case study from it. So there's there's uh, four sections to the case study. The first section is the problem. So in again, you want this to be one page long, one typewritten page, because you don't want it to be, you know, it's not a white paper, it's not a brochure, it's a, it's really a story about how you've helped a client. Mm-hmm. So the first part, the first part of it is talking about the pain that the client had, the problem they had. Um, so uh, I'm going to give you an example from from one of my clients. Uh, he's a um, fractional sales VP. He goes into companies and uh, works with them on a part time basis to train their sales staff to be better at selling. And his problem is that. He only works with two or three clients at a time. But when one of those clients goes away, there's a big gap in his income. Mm-hmm. Right? So he wanted to have a process that he could keep his pipeline full of potential clients. And so that's why we created case studies for them. And so in, in the case study that I wrote about Scott, we talk about how he had this exact problem. He, you know, he was very successful. He works with clients. He helps them do a lot of good. But eventually those clients are going to go away. It, it's not a, you know, it's not a lifetime uh, job that he's getting. It's something that's going to last, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 12 to 18, maybe 24 months. And then that client's going to go away, but he doesn't want to spend six months getting the next client. So that was the problem. Mm-hmm. The next section is the results, the, um, the solution that you provided to, to answer his problem. So in my case, the solution was, we wrote case studies for him. We put him into my case study marketing strategy and we wrote a bunch of case studies and could email them uh, over a period of time to his potential clients. Um, and then the exact, then the next section is on the results. So we wanna talk about the exact results they got. And in, in this case, Scott was able to generate over $60,000 in business from one email campaign that talked about these case studies. Um, so, so very, very powerful. And then the last, and who did he send those to? So he sent those clients, his target audience. Yep. Yep. So we identified who his target audience is. Um, and so they were it companies and they were, um, uh, C-suite executives at the it company. So that, you know, the, um, CEO, the COO, um, um, not the not the marketing, but mostly operations. Anybody in operations or or, or you know sales, a vice a vice president of sales, those were his those were his target audience. Hmm. And then the last section um, 
after the results is the call to action. So this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see companies make is even in their regular marketing brochures, they do not have a specific call to action. So my belief is you always need to tell the person what they what to do next in order to engage you. You need mm-hmm. to actually tell them what to do, not just put your phone number and your email address there. So in the call to action section, it may say something like, if you would like to get the same results Scott got, what right. you should do is set up a discovery call with Ed, and here's how you do that. Click this link and, mm. and get on his calendar and book a call, right? And mm. so some kind of call to action, the, the way that you want the person to respond after they read the case study. So I want to go over that the whole process. So there's the problem that the client had, the solution you provided, the exact results your client got from the solution you provided, and then a very strong definitive call to action. What do you want them to do next? How do you want them to take action? And that's really the, the, you know, how a case study should be written. Again, it's a marketing piece. It's, it's, not a, um, it's not a standalone piece. It's something that we're using as part of our pre-sale strategy. So remember, in, in, in this example that I'm giving you here with my, from my book is the person has signed up for your, your education material, they have gone into a nurturing sequence that talks about it. They've engaged with you and said they want to learn more. And now we sent them a case study so that we can show them how we've helped somebody just like them solve the same problem they have or achieve the same goal that they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And that's really the process. It's, you know, it's, there's a lot of continuity in that. Um, it's, it's a logical process that follows a series of steps so that we're slowly bringing that person along and making them, not making them, but allowing them to feel comfortable enough to want to engage with you mm-hmm. in a phone call or a Zoom call or whatever. Right. If that's the first step, really, right? It's the first step for them saying, well, I want to talk with you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so here, here's another thing too about case studies is, uh, although I'm using them in my strategy, they can be used many other ways too. So for instance, Let's say you go to a networking event and you meet somebody that is a potential prospect. You can say to them, hey, Patricia, I have this case study that shows how I've helped someone just like you solve the same problem you have. Would you be interested in reading it? Mm -hmm. And if they say yes, you send it to them. Mm -hmm. You can do the same thing on social media. You make a connection with somebody, you build a little rapport with them, you comment on their the post that they're doing, maybe they comment on something you're doing and you realize, geez, this person is would be ideal for my services or my products. And you ask permission, always ask permission first. I have a case study that shows how I've helped someone just like you. Mm-hmm. Would it be okay if I sent it to you? Or would you be interested in reading it, mm-hmm. right? And when you, when you ask that question, when you ask permission, two great things really happen. Number one is if they say yes, you know you've got a very highly qualified lead. And number two, when they say yes, they also say yes and give you permission to follow up with them, Mm -hmm. right? So they're opening the door so that you can do some follow-up with them. Have any questions about the case study, Patricia? Um, You know, did did you see how I helped the client do A, B, C, D? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that something you'd be interested in Mm -hmm. in getting help with, Mm -hmm. right? So it kind of opens the door there. Yeah, and which is really, really important. Okay. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Ed about there are a couple of other strategies here. Um, we certainly, we have talked about marketing and lead generation and nurturing and pre-sale. But we're going to talk about the acquisition strategy. And case studies certainly is part of that. But there's more to it than that as well. And then um, how do you implement all this? And also some success stories that you know that Ed has um has really worked with and we may talk a little bit too about how we can uh, apply this if we're just have a hobby or we want to learn something new how do we apply these principles so that it's you know these are these are people principles they're not just for this business application although they're used most of the time there but they can be applied as well so that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. And Ed McDonough is a nationally recognized email marketing consultant. He's the creator of Quantum Email Marketing Platform and the author of the Amazon best-selling books, 
client acquisition marketing, which we're talking about today, and build and monetize your email list. And Ed's worked a lot with email lists, so we can talk about that as well when he comes back. He's been a successful entrepreneur um, for over 25 years now, and he really knows the business environment and is a certified business coach as well. All right, folks. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about how we can keep our clients What are some strategies we can do? And again, we can apply them to our personal life. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi everyone and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. And my guest today is Ed McDonough and he's a nationally recognized email marketing consultant and creator of the Quantum Email Marketing Platform. He's the author of two books, Client Acquisition Marketing, which we've talked about today, and also Build and your Monetize Your Email List and we can chat about that as well. And Ed has been a successful entrepreneur and multi-business owner since 2001. And he spent over 25 years as a top-level information technology professional and project management consultant in corporate America. He has over 14 years as a certified business coach. So he helps business owners um, really implement their marketing strategies and increase their return on investment. So welcome back, Ed. Thanks, Patricia. All right. So let's look at um, the last strategy, stage five. We talked about marketplace, lead generation, nurturing, pre-sale strategy, and now the acquisition strategy that kind yeah. of ties it all together. Yeah. So this is this is my favorite part of the whole client acquisition marketing process because I think that although business consultants and um, and you know owners of companies they're really good at what they do, a lot of them don't have a good strategy to help the person take the next step and actually sign on the dotted line, right? And so it's not really about persuasion. It's about 
giving the person as much information as you can and letting them make a decision on their own that you are the right person to help them. And that's what the acquisition strategy is about. It's five questions that you ask that allows the person to kind of take a deep dive on themselves, knowing what they know about you and what you've what you've done, and allows them to make a decision on whether they want to move forward or, or not. So just to recap, you know, we've we've identified our target market. The person has uh, signed up to get free educational piece from you. We've put them through an email nurturing sequence. They've requested more information. They've engaged with you. We've sent them a couple of case studies that show how you've helped someone just like them solve the same problem they have or achieve the same goal that they want to achieve. And so now they're ready to get on a call with you and see if it makes sense for them to hire you. So when that happens, what most people do is they go into what I call pitch fest, where they're, you know, we can do this for you and we can do this for you and we can do this for you and we can do this for you. And the problem is the word we, it's all still, it's now it's all about you and it's not about helping them solve their problem or achieve their goal. So I've come up with this five question uh, strategy that helps the person make a decision. And this was this is based on me spending literally tens of thousands of dollars going to all different kinds of sales training uh, courses and boiling it down to something that's easy to remember and was easy for me to use. So here are the five questions. Number one is, where are you now? Number two is, where do you want to be? Number three is, how soon do you want to get there? Number four is, what do you think is keeping you from getting there? And number five is, would you like my help getting there? So when you take somebody through this process and ask them those questions and give them time and space to answer, what it does is it helps them to make a decision on whether or not they want to move forward with you. So and the reason why we ask those questions is because it helps sets the set the stage for them and it helps them verbalize it. So even though you may know the answer to the first three questions, you still want to ask them because you want them to verbally say it so that it, they confirm to you and they confirm to themselves that this is what they want to do. So where are you now? The answer might be, well, I'm struggling to find new clients. Uh, where would you like to be? Well, I'd like to be at a place where I'm getting two to three new clients every month. Um, how soon would you like to get there? Well, I'd like to get there in the next three to six months. You know, three to six months from now, I'd like to be at a place where every month I have an opportunity to, to get, you know, three to six new clients. Um, what do you think is keeping you from getting there? And this is the most powerful question out of the five. And, it, and most of the time, it's the most difficult for them to answer. And a lot of times, uh, they may not even know the answer, and you might have to coach them through that a little bit. But what, what you want, usually is the answer? Well, it's different for everybody, but the answer, you know, most of the time, it's um, it's something that's not related to their business, believe it or not, right? It's something mm -hmm. that's a challenge with them. Like, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'll give you an example. So somebody will say, somebody will say. Well, you know, I, I've tried a lot of different marketing things and none of it seems to work. And I've spent a lot of money and I'm, I'm, I'm really scared to go out and spend any more money on something that, that's not going to work. And, you know, uh, if I had a guarantee or if I knew there was, you know, uh, some, you know, this was absolutely going to work for me, I would sign on. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just afraid to do it. So it's fear that's keeping them from doing that. Right. And so, um, so, you know, my job is to tell them the process that I'm going to use so that they are going to get the results, maybe even offer them a guarantee if they don't, um, so that that's not a roadblock anymore. Mm. Right. So mm. you want to know what the roadblocks mm. are so that you can help them overcome that. Mm. Yeah, that's you know? terrific. I think yeah. that's really important. A lot of people have fear. I mean, it happens to all of us, particularly when we're entrepreneurs and we are, you know, and we have tried a lot of things and we get discouraged. Yeah, I think that's really important. We're coming up on the end of the show, even though there was so much more to ask you, Ed, and about email marketing. And if people have questions about email marketing, they can write to you, right? Ed at ECE marketing services.com. Dot com. Dot com. 
Right. Okay. Ed at ecemarketingservices.com. So what would you like to leave our listeners with about client acquisition marketing? Just this whole thing about building relationships through business. I The number one thing is develop a strategy. You know, it's not, quite frankly, marketing has not changed in the last 100 years, you know, the process of marketing. What has changed are the platforms and the way you do it. You know, you don't need TikTok, you don't need LinkedIn, you don't need YouTube videos, you don't need email marketing. What you need is a strategy that utilizes the best processes to reach your target market so that you can educate them and build a relationship with them so that they can realize that you are the right person to help them. Mm, wonderful. Really appreciate this so much. And how do people find you? Um, so two ways. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so uh, just look look at Ed McDonough on LinkedIn. Uh, you'll definitely find me there. Or um, visit my website, ecemarketingservices.com. Okay. And the other thing, we didn't talk a lot about the personal part, but you know, when you said have a strategy in your personal life too, right? Absolutely. I mean, what's the yeah. strategy in working with your family so you can get everybody on the same page? And utilize that. I think sometimes, as you said, we shoot from the hip and sometimes more personally than we do in business. So these principles apply. Absolutely. And it, was, it was an honor to have you on. It's always great to work with you. Thank you, Patricia. It was a pleasure yeah. to be here. Yeah. Stay on with me for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. You can find me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. And if you want to sign up for, for my newsletter, just write me there and you can see all the great guests I have on. Also, if you're thinking about doing a podcast and want to get your positive message out, because I'm all about positive messaging. I've interviewed about 5,000 guest experts in my four decades of doing this. So I'd love to help you. So again, contact me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. And on Facebook, I'm Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. All right, everyone, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.